Hey, everybody. Welcome to Just for Variety. Today is September 28th, 2021. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Ben Wishaw, the English actor is best known for playing Q in the James Bond franchise, co-starring opposite Emily Blunt in the Mary Poppins remake, and his Emmy-winning work in the limited series A Very English Scandal. He's also the voice of Paddington in the two adorable Paddington movies. Wishaw can now be seen in Surge, a psychological thriller in which he plays Joseph, an airport security screener who becomes unhinged and goes on a sometimes bloody crime spree throughout London. Wishaw also plays Q for the fifth time in the latest James Bond film, No Time to Die. He insists he doesn't know if he'll be back now that Daniel Craig is hanging up his 007 hat. Besides, Wishaw tells me, he thinks it's time for a radical overhaul of the James Bond franchise. But before we get to my chat with Wishaw, let's take a look inside this week's Variety. It's finally here. The Academy Museum of Motion Pictures will open its doors to the public on September 30th. I attended a press preview of the museum just a few days before a star-studded crowd turned out for its opening gala on Saturday night. The gala included Lady Gaga performing a surprise jazz concert before an audience that included Nicole Kidman, Spike Lee, Regina Hall, Angela Bassett, Tom Hanks, Sophia Loren, Ava DuVernay, Laura Dern, Sarah Paulson, Meg Ryan, and more. Check out Variety's red carpet photo gallery from the gala online and in the magazine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Just for Variety. In Surge, directed by Anil Karia, Ben Wishaw stars as Joseph, an airport security screener who has some sort of mental break and goes on a crime spree throughout London. There's very little dialogue in the film except for a few scenes with Joseph and his parents, as well as his co-workers. Here, Wishaw talks about why the lack of dialogue was freeing and how he helped create Joseph's backstory. I caught up with Wishaw from London. Let's talk about this new movie of yours. Yes. <laughs> it was, let me say, what's the word? I think I was describing to someone. It stressed me the fuck out. <laughs> in, in a great way, because Joseph, what an amazing character to tackle. How do you even begin you know, what my my first question for you on my list was, do you create a backstory for Joseph to get into whatever that mindset is? Yeah, well, yeah, we did. 
We did, uh, me and the director, Anil Karia. Um, but they mainly, it was mainly consisted of just me asking um, Anil questions. Because mm -hmm. Anil really had this guy very clearly in his mind. Mm. So I just asked, I remember just sitting down with him for an afternoon and asking him loads and loads of questions, really quite mundane ones often, you know, about like where he went to school and uh, whether he'd had a girlfriend and stuff like that. And we just, we, we, he just gave me, he just gave me, um, yeah, this picture mm. of this person. But I, but we, me and Anil had made this short film um, called Beat. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like seven years maybe before we made Surge. And the experience of making that, the character in that is not a million miles away from Joseph in Surge. So we'd, we already had a bit of a language um, around this character um, and what it was that we were interested in exploring through him. So, although, yeah, so we did create a backstory, but somehow also it was quite instinctive or something, quite intuitive, like, and based on something that we've both felt, but I can't quite explain I think it's something to do with um, knowing um, sometimes in yourself how close you feel <laughs> to 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 an edge of of not being able to function um, mm. anymore <laughs> as you as the world requires you to function and just be you know and. Um, I mean, I think that's something that everybody feels, but mm. it's not something that we generally talk about. There's not really a lot of room to discuss it, and maybe it's a frightening thing to discuss. But um, this is very much a character who lets the, either lets the mask completely drop or has no choice but to, you know, it's kind of bulldozed down by some something from within. Mm. What, I mean, is it, and I don't know even if there's an answer here, but is it mental illness? Is it just a break? Is it, um, what, what's the, yeah. I think it would be easy for people to say, oh, he's just crazy, but sort of to your point, what you were just talking about, you know, this, um, it seemed like a break, there seemed like something obviously led up to that. Like when you said you were asking the mundane questions, like, did he have a girlfriend? Did he, what school did he go to? All those, I think those little mundane questions are leading up to yeah. this, these moments. Yes, totally. I think, um, yeah, it, it, what, what's interesting is that yeah, you learn something about a person through those questions and through those mundane things. Um, but they don't give you the full story because it's like, it's about someone's inner world, I suppose. Mm. And that's always private and hidden. And um, I think it was...
I suppose whatever it is he's going through, it's someone who's sort of giving themselves completely over to <laughs> to having this kind of experience. He's not trying to put the brakes on. No. He's just letting himself free fall in a way. And, and we were quite careful not to get um, too um, hit up in discussing um, what, you know, discussing the character in terms of um, if you were to diagnose him with a, a mental illness. We didn't ever do that because I think that it's in a sense too easy to do that as a way to sort of distance yourself. Um, and anyway, it doesn't matter because it doesn't help you. Um, it doesn't help me as the actor um, understand him. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I, I think I, I didn't know ever from one moment to the next whether he was willing something to happen or whether he was um, in the grip of something that was uh, taking him over. And I always quite liked that there was both of those things happening at the same time, if that makes any sense. When, when you look at a script for a movie like this, what is the script? You don't. Joe doesn't say much. There's obviously the scenes with his parents, some of the co-workers, but so much of the movie, um, it's almost like, I don't want to say reality TV, that's not the right phrase, but it's, it's yeah. a that's just following him. And it's just, it's obviously his facial expression, Joseph's facial expressions, his tics, his, his mannerisms are saying so much more than you didn't need dialogue. So what happened? Yeah. What do you see on the page? What do you? What kind of? What does it say on the script? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really interesting. You ask that because um, it was a it was a really beautiful script to read. It was really uh, beautifully written um, by um, Rita Kellen Kellenhairs. I'm not sure how you say her name, and um, Rupert. Um, yeah, it, it was a beautiful thing to read. And because it was, they filled in a lot of the, um, Rupert Jones, sorry, that was the other writer, Rupert Jones and Rita Kenyon. Um, they filled in a lot of the space, you know, um, mm. with, with, with small details um, that we sometimes didn't uh, adhere to precisely, but they gave you a feeling of, of what it should be. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was funny because I was sort of involved. I mean, I didn't write it by any means, but um, Anil would send me um, drafts of the script. And whenever, um, whenever it became too explicit or too explanatory or, mm. um, to traditionally a thriller in any way, or, or uh, it, it, I don't know, something we both agreed, like something, it lost something. Um, so I, I, I really loved that what we arrived at was quite spare and quite um, simple. I mean, it's extremely simple in a way, but also quite mysterious at the same time. And it was something in that kind of, uh, somewhere in there that we could, we felt like the film was, um, and I think 
a lot of it came out, I think, to be honest, it's quite a personal film for Anil. I'm not saying that he's <laughs> done anything like what this character does, but I think it came out of very personal experiences for him. So, um, somehow I trusted Anil always to that uh, he would lead me in the right direction. What is there when when you have um, a character like that where again there's not much dialogue? Is there a freedom in that, or is it also really scary because we have to we have to as the audience we have to either find or or try to guess um, what the motivation is, what what what's driving him? Where so much you know in a so-called traditional film yeah. you hear that in the dialogue but here you know one of one of my favorite moments um when uh joseph sleeps with his co-worker and he's walking down the street afterwards and he's just he feels like a stud and <laughs> i felt in that scene i got a moment of saturday night fever <laughs> is <laughs> walking with the pain can you know that's the so funny. iconic shot that's the moment that i got but like, <laughs> say anything it was all is there a freedom in that or is it scary that you have to really sort of show in every <laughs> I, I found it i found it freeing personally because i think um sometimes um, actors and filmmakers, in my experience, you can feel a bit like, um, you can feel a bit tied down to the words on the page. Mm. Like, um, like that's all there is to the scene. And one of my best friends, um, who's the most beautiful actor, um, an, an actor called Adam Godley, Mm -hmm. beautiful actor he I, I remember him always saying to me um he, he 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 always said to me oh the words the words just float on top and i i think what he meant by that is that there's always the words are not like the words are just kind of the end of right. the scene you know it, it, um it's all about what not really the most important thing <laughs> what, what, <laughs> like what? The, it's what leads up to the words. It's what leads up to the words. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it was nice to just be able to focus on like the big stuff that's underneath um, the words, the kind of primal, like you've just described, <laughs> the primal <laughs> feelings without yeah. having to, it meant that it was not, not a very analytical process. It was quite in instinctive. Well, which I love. It's such it's really beautiful work. I went into the movie not knowing much about it at all. And like I said, I was watching it. I was like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. But then, you know, it what's what's beautiful also about it is there are moments I was kind of cheering him on. Yeah. You know, you 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 fall for this character and you don't want to see bad things happen, even though he's doing really bad things. Yeah. Like there was a moment where I was like, he just wants some freedom. He just, he just, 
if 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 every like i'm not an actor so i don't know how to talk the actor talk but it's like he's you want him to like get all of that out of his system and then i feel like he's going to be okay but obviously you know the police are after him <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's no like, i think that's really oh I, I mean i love that you say that i really I mean, yeah, I really lo I love what you just said. I think um, I, th I have to say from my perspective, from being in playing the character, mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be okay too. I think at the end, he's really okay. Actually, he's more than okay. He's great. Yeah. It's, <laughs> as he's experiencing himself, he's, right. he's happy. He's kind of at peace. Right. Um, and we might not feel like that as a viewer watching him and concerned for him maybe or just by that point maybe completely frustrated by him i mean i think it's a film that it's i feel very fine that this film will be divisive and will be um i think that's essential you know it's gonna it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea <laughs> some people won't be able don't want to be in that company they want to be in that kind of energy and I understand that, but some people, it will it will tap into maybe something that they feel. And I, 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 anyway, it's important, don't you think, that we have films that do that? Right now, we're going to take a short break. But when we return, Wishaw talks the new James Bond film, No Time to Die. Plus, he gives us an update on the third Paddington movie. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Just for Variety. In No Time to Die, Ben Wishaw plays Q for the fifth time. Here, the actor weighs in on the future of the James Bond franchise. So now let's talk about another film. A small indie you, you're in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> James Bond, it's finally coming out. How happy are you about that? I'm really happy. Um, I'm really happy that they held their guns and didn't release it on, mm. I don't know, some streaming thing. Why do you say <laughs> that? Well, I just think, I mean, I'm happy for any film that gets a release at the cinema, but I think particularly something like this, it's not meant to be watched at home. Mm. You know, it, I don't know, there's just something about the scale, the majesty the whole experience of it uh it's cinema it's it's cinema it's cinema it's it's um cinematic right um so and i you know i don't want them i i, I love going to the cinema i don't want the cinemas to close and uh i don't want people to people keep talking about how everyone's attention span is um fracturing and like you know you people can't watch anything for more than 10 minutes. Right. 
<laughs> and I think that's really dangerous. And I think there's something about, you know, deciding to see a film and surrendering to watching it for two hours or two and two hours 45 in this case. <laughs> but that's really, um, that, that's really, I don't know, important, but also good, you know, good for people. And to be with other people watching a film. So is this the end of your James Bond career or you don't know? I really don't know. I've, I, I, I've no idea. J truly no idea. I, I know that I was like um, contracted to do three. Right. But um, I don't know who makes the decision or <laughs> I, I, I really don't know what happens. Don't know. <laughs> People are way above my pay grade. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that was making the rounds the other day was watching Daniel Craig um, do his final scene as James Bond, and he was so emotional. Um, what was it like for you, you know, your your last days working with Daniel Craig, knowing that this was that this was it for him for 007? Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed uh, to admit. I was, I was, I, I, I got really emotional. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it would. Um, I totally didn't expect to, but I found it really upsetting. Mm. Also, yeah, didn't realize how attached I had become to the whole thing, and um, how important it had been to me to do do those films with with Daniel. Um, so yeah, it was quite. It was quite sad. It was really quite sad. But um, I don't know. I hope the film's good and I hope that uh, people like it. Um, and who knows where it will go next and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you said you got emotional and you were a little embarrassed by it, how emotional you are. Why, why be embarrassed? I mean, it's, it's, um, that's a moment. Oh, I don't know. I think I think I didn't expect to. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see it coming. I didn't feel it coming. But then it, I really, um, you know how sometimes that happens. But then I, um, yeah. When you think about the continuation of James Bond, do you see? You know, I know there's a lot of talk. Will there be a female James Bond? Will there be uh, a black James Bond? Will there be a gay James Bond? Do you think James Bond? The world of James Bond can have those different variations of James Bond, or is it these are just those would have to be different characters? Personally, I think I just feel like there's been 25 films. It's <laughs> not like people are starved of seeing that kind of iteration of the character. And I think if they want to continue with this character in the franchise, I think just, I think you can explode it and do anything personally. Yeah. I don't know what that should be, but, um, but it seems to me like it, it's, um, it, it should be something quite radical something really different. It's got to change. It's got to keep changing. Mm. Um, we're in different times now. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, 
we'll, we'll, we'll see. I suppose that there will always be people who want it to stick to uh, the way it was whenever ago, you know, <laughs> but um, that, yeah. And they're important because they're the, you know, they're the, the they, they love the, these films, but I just think you can sort of, you can do both. You can honor the character and the tradition and you can, and you can push it forward too. And I think you have to, if it's not just going to become a kind of museum piece. Yeah. And then I have to ask you about another iconic character that you play, Paddington. Paddington 3, what is happening? <laughs> I'm really actually not sure about that either. I think um, they've got a new director because I, I think that everyone was concerned because Paul King, who, who directed the first two, is, was such an amazing, amazing director, amazing man. I couldn't, at first I couldn't really imagine doing it with anyone else, but right. um, apparently, um, this new um, director, Dougal, is is uh, is incredible, and actually, lots of people keep telling me how marvelous he is. I haven't met him yet, and I don't think there's a script yet. Um, but it is due to happen next year at some point. So, yeah. Okay, and this is wonderful. I'm glad we got to catch up, even if it's you know on my little laptop and you're in a bed. Oh, it's really nice to see you. Yeah. <laughs> and congratulations on you know. Obviously, there's James Bond, but you know Joseph is such an in, intense character. Thank you, thank you for taking the time, Mark, and getting up early. Ben, thank yeah. you again. Thank you, Mark. And have a great time at the premiere next week. Bless you. Thank you so much. Take Take, I'll see you soon. That was Ben Wisher. Surges in theaters and available on demand now. No Time to Die will be in theaters on October eighth. Thanks for listening to this week's Just for Variety. Coming up next time, Numi Rapace talking about her new horror film, Lamb. Until then, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mark Malkin. For all your up-to-the-minute Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. See you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.